Welcome to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm Michelle Fanley, and I'm in the studio today with my friend, Emily Jaminette. Welcome, hello, Emily. Hello, hello. I'm super excited to be back here recording this amazing show with some awesome plans we got to talk about. Yes, we are so excited because today is like our favorite topic. We're going to be talking about building up community through women's ministry. And that has been with the Catholic Women's Conference, you know, our heart, our soul, what has been so um, a passion of both of ours and all of our women's conference teams. So we are honored to be able to start discussing this today, and we're going to be bringing in a fabulous guest. We have Elizabeth Tomlin, who will be joining us here shortly, and she is the author of a wonderful book called Joyful Momentum, a Catholic handbook for growing and sustaining vibrant women's groups, which has been very um, beneficial and helpful in our own Catholic Women's Conference uh, circles. We've we've been inspired by it and become a better conference because of it. So we are honored to have Elizabeth on. But today we're going to start talking about this topic of building up women's ministry. And I wanted to read um, a quote from Acts 2.43. They devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles and to the communal life, to the breaking of the bread and to the prayers. And as Emily and I discussed that, we just loved that scripture verse because it really just talked about the, imp- the three important things, right? The communal life, the breaking of the bread, and the prayers. Things we're all in our Catholic faith are so important. Well, I think what's really special, Michelle, is for our friendship, that's really how it began, which is unique. It began through this idea of household um, where we met in college. We were, it's like a Christian Catholic sorority where we would meet on Saturdays, break the bread. It was actually really bread. It was just bread. (laughs) Drink some wine and uh, share our prayers. But what we found was the gift of spiritual friendship. And it's neat to see how it's been interwoven over the years and really affirmed that, you know, no matter if it's pandemic or not, women's ministry, women's outreach is essential for proclaiming the gospel. I, I believe it now more than ever before. Yes, absolutely. It's been such an integral part of our lives. And in fact, you know, after we graduated from college, we realized we were missing that. We didn't have that community, that tight-knit community. And so we started that here in Columbus, Ohio at uh, your sister-in-law's, Emily. We sat around Chrissy's table and started a small group Bible study like 15 years ago now. And it was such a gift. And the group kept growing because people kept hearing about it. And we were able to celebrate together, you know, the birth of our children and our the baptisms and all the good times. So we're also there to support each other through the challenging times and that we our friendship was rooted in faith and the reading the scripture and was it was such such a gift. I know I I will never forget those wonderful times and how much support that that brought me. You know, I think that's um, really interesting. And one of the things that was unique and how the Holy Spirit works is it was actually interparish. A lot of times we get to know people of the same little parish or stage in our life, but it, it had a lot of diversity. And it really um, also gave us, before we started writing women's studies ourselves, it gave us a chance to go through so many different studies and learn about different ways to evangelize. So I I can see how God had um, such a special plan, but it's it's one of those things where, as some of the listeners might be like, well, I don't have that, or I don't have that right now. And that's why I'm really excited about this program, because even if you didn't have that in the past, it doesn't mean that you're limited to the future. So it's really going to be important that we talk about how to continue this, even in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many 
opportunities. In fact, I've been really blessed to be part of a, a new group. It's out of the Diocese of Joliet. It's called Be Transformed, and it's been amazing. It is, uh, we start with as a priest who's a spiritual director, and we have totally all online virtual. We are meeting um, once a week with a small group on Zoom. And then we have an accountability partner who's checking in with us every day on our, we had to sit down with a commitment card at the beginning of the program and sp- pick some spiritual, some emotional, and some um, other goals for us to work on to help grow in holiness. And it's already only been a few weeks that I've been involved with the project, and it's really been a great blessing in my life. And in fact, I know I already asked my accountability partner, like, I need you to cover me in prayer three to four o'clock. Okay. Like pray for me. And she's like, I'm so excited to do that for you. So what a gift to have that, this new person I just met two weeks ago, but here praying for us. So it's, it's a gift. You can do this. Well, the church has really opened wide, right? We have been able to develop friendships internationally using social media, using um, different tools of communication. So I'm excited that this is what we are getting to the heart of women's ministry. And Let's be honest, we got to pivot a little bit, you know, team, we got to pivot, the team's got to pivot, because it's not going to be what it used to be. But I know with the Holy Spirit, amazing things are happening, even in the midst of difficult times. Absolutely. And, you know, I wanted to share that we're bringing in Elizabeth Tomlin here on our our podcast here today to talk about this. And one thing that Elizabeth really inspired our um, women's conference team is to take a good look at our charisms. And we're going to talk about this a little bit later. And one thing is I took a a questionnaire she had in her book to our board meeting, and we kind of talked about, you know, what do you enjoy doing? What do you, what are you tired of doing? And what came out of that meeting is like, you know, we're really tired of having these like business meetings and we don't know anybody on the conference team. We don't know anything about them except that you're in charge of confession or you're in charge of food and that's what you do. And we took that information and totally transformed our meetings last year. We first redecorated our office and made it comfortable and someplace you want to be instead of looking like a storeroom. And then every month we met and we had dinner together. We Somebody gave a testimony. We had small group sharing and we got to know each other. And I think it was such a blessing for our conference to build up that community. And it was such a gift to, to have that. And then, you know, then to go into 2020, you know, we had the conference and then the, all that being stripped away, but we had been had built up a relationship with each other that wasn't just, we weren't there just to have a meeting to get something done. It wasn't about checking things off the list. It was about becoming closer as sisters in Christ. That's really, really true. And it's really through the inspiration of this book. And Joyful Momentum is a great title because momentum is is ongoing. You got to just keep it going, right? And uh, that, I, I just can't get over how much transformed in one year. Even, I mean, we have before and after pictures of just, you know, our conference room. So I think that's a great example. And I'm super excited that we get to talk to Elizabeth about all these fabulous themes. Yes, so we are going to be welcoming on Elizabeth Tomlin, who is a Catholic author and general counsel for the Archdiocese of the Military Services USA. She's a catechist and director of stewardship for the Military Council of Catholic Women, and she's also served as the president and director of faith formation. So Elizabeth, she is 
also writes in various publications instead of CatholicMom.com and Salute, which is a magazine of the Archdiocese for the Military Services. And she is a fantastic speaker. In, in fact, she was at our came to our conference last year to launch this book, and she came over and spoke uh, with me at St. Andrews to our teachers about finding their charism. And again, she is the author of Joyful Momentum, a Catholic handbook for growing and sustaining vibrant women's groups. So welcome, Elizabeth. Thanks, ladies. Thanks for having me on with you today. We're so glad. And I forgot to add that Elizabeth is a wife, a mother, and she is joining us from Joint Base Lewis-McCord in Washington. So out on that West Coast there. That's correct. And I've been listening into your conversation and just head nodding along because you're making such great points about women's ministry. We are blessed to, to have you on and we hope to have you back here in Columbus soon. But you know, since you've been here last year, you launched your book. Um, what's been going on with you? Uh, what can share share a little bit about that with us? Yeah, so we we launched the book in February, and I was so fortunate to do a book signing at the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference, and um, spoke at the the Mid Atlantic Congress in February in Baltimore, and did a couple a couple book talks before boom, our world shut down because of the pandemic. So what what I love about um, the state of where we are right now, what I don't, I don't love the pandemic, but what I do love is that it hasn't dissuaded us from engaging in women's ministry. So over the course of the year, I've, you know, I wrote the book, assuming we could meet in person, and over the course of the year, I've put in practice ways to keep connected with people, keep building that access community that you mentioned where you dedicate yourself to the breaking of the bread and the prayers, but how do we do this safely from a distance? So I've been working with groups to do book talks on Zoom, um, both in the United States and then with communities in Europe and Asia, and then um, building a community on, on social media where people can join in for prayer and for spiritual reading and for discussion with Catholic women who share their faith. So trying to stay connected in as safe a way as possible um, during these pandemic days because the charge to spread the gospel remains um, even if we are you know, at home and doing the right thing right now. That's so, that's so awesome. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for really stepping forward as a leader you know, in, in this pandemic and seeing the importance of faith. Now, how has women's ministry been important to you, especially in relationship to military life? For many of us, you know, you are a little window to that world. And, and what do you see and, and, you know, what's affirmed this important aspect in relationship to the military? Yeah, so I love what you and Michelle were saying about the close community you had in your college days and that it was a little harder to find after college but that once you established a small group women's ministry at, I think, Michelle's sister-in-law's house, all of a sudden you had a strong Catholic community to lean on and to encourage. And the military is very much like that. It just has an added aspect of where military life is a little more transient. So about every two to three years we're moving to a new place where you may or may not know everybody. Um, People are often far away from family, and at least... You know, my husband's a combat arms officer, so at least within the combat arms, the service member has gone training or deployed very frequently. And so you really need friendships to to lean on, um, friendships in which you can be encouraged, in which you can encourage one another, um, friendships in which 
you can help your children to make friends. And when you're able to have those spiritual friendships with, um, with other Catholic women, it cuts through some of the superficiality of having to get to know a new person. You know, every time I move, we have this conversation of, you know, my name's Elizabeth, what's your name, how many kids do you have, what do you do, do you have a pet, those sorts of conversations. Um, and you have to have those conversations when you get to know somebody. But when you're intentionally cultivating relationships with other Catholic women, you know that beneath the superficiality is also a depth of hunger for loving the Lord, for serving the Lord, for loving God and our neighbor. And that is really um, no different in military life than in the civilian world, as we call it on the military side of the house. Um, it's no different, but especially because we're away from family and the service member is often gone, that need for friendship and that need for true friendship, I think, becomes more urgent. There's a sense of urgency to establish it when you move. Yes, that's really the truth, right? It is the same. And what a what a gift when you have that connection with somebody who is wanting to grow in their faith. You, it, we, Emily and I have said it, like your secular friendships aren't the same than those those spiritual friendship. There is a, a big difference then, and it's such a gift you realize, especially when you're going through something challenging in your life, to have that. Yeah, especially when you're going through something challenging, because when you're challenged, you know, you might feel discouraged. You might feel inclined to gossip about a hard situation. But when you have good Catholic friends, they're not going to let you gossip. They're not going to let you feel down and discouraged. They're going to encourage you, and they're going to push you towards... Um, Toward striving for virtue, even in hard situations, and that's it's so important for our walk with Christ personally um, to be good wives to our to our husbands, um, at least for married people, and to to be models for our children that you know we can do hard things, and when you're when you're doing them in community, you lighten each other's burdens, and you all share about that in in your writing too, which I which I love. It kind of dovetails. Yeah, it was beautiful to see that. Or two of our books, kind of really the Friendship Project and Joyful Momentum were great, you know, side by side there with each other. Well, one of the mm-hmm. things I wanted to, to touch on is you talked about understanding your charisms and Joyful Momentum. And I thought that was one of my, for me, one of my favorite parts. So can you share a little bit with our listeners what what are charisms and how do we use them as women to serve the church? Sure. So charisms are gifts that we receive through our baptism. They are gifts of the Holy Spirit. And in the New Testament, um, Paul talks about several charisms. It's not an exclusive list, but things like um, ministry, things like hospitality, evangelism, pastoring. Um, so all of these leadership is a spiritual gift, is a charism. So there are these gifts that if we use them properly, then we use them to building up the church. And so I think in women's ministry, it's incredibly important to help women come to know their charisms, because sometimes sometimes it's hard for women to recognize where we're personally gifted, because we're so good at encouraging other people to find their giftedness. Um, but it's really important in women's ministry to help women serve with their charisms, because the Holy Spirit gave us gave them to us for us to exercise them. I love that in, in the New Testament, Paul says, we were, we were all given these gifts, let us exercise them. Um, and so when we serve with our charisms, we're really... We're really allowing the Holy Spirit to work through us to build a community. Now, when we're building up a women's ministry, everybody has skill sets, and you need you need skill sets. You don't want the person writing your newsletter to be someone who doesn't know how to use a computer. 
But you also want the person who's writing your newsletter to have certain charisms, perhaps the charism of leadership to encourage volunteers to submit to a newsletter or um, a charism of hospitality to welcome new people to contribute to the newsletter. So I think in, in a women's ministry, you have, to, you have to encourage people to offer their skill sets where they're needed, but also help them offer their charisms, which, which may not be as evident sometimes, but are, are just as important. Absolutely. Well, you are listening to well, to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm Michelle Fanley, and I'm in the studio with Emily Jaminette, and we have our guest today, Elizabeth Tomlin, who is the author of Joyful Momentum. And we are discussing women's ministry and how to grow it with Elizabeth. You know, Elizabeth, um, as we were listening to you talk, you know, I, I found this beautiful quote that you wrote, and it said, My prayer is that you are inspired by holy conversations about building spirited, joyful, evangelistic women's ministries. And I think that that really summarizes, you know, what this conversation is about, because with God and with the Holy Spirit and and enlightening our hearts and letting us know what to do, you know, it is it is such a gift. Now, maybe you could, you know, share with our listeners how that they can find you and a little bit of, you know, where you are, you know, in this moment of of evangelizing from a lot of us from the other side of the screen. Sure. So right now, so I'm physically in Joint Base Lewis McCord, Washington, and I am growing a um, reaching out during the pandemic has really required most of us to go online. So I've been fortunate to um, participate in some women's conferences like the Catholic Mom Summit recently. Um, I blog for Catholic Mom, and then I have a Facebook group called Joyful Momentum, where women come in and share prayer requests. Um, we put out an Advent devotional written by women in the community for women in the community, which was a really special gift um, for me to read as well as to compile. We're doing the same thing for Lent. So, um, so the, really the best way to connect would be the Joyful Momentum Facebook group or I blog at joyfulmomentum.org. Great. Well, we will definitely encourage all of our listeners to check that out. It's been a gift. I love seeing your Facebook posts and you do a great job of really encouraging people just, you know, hey, what's what's on your heart today or what can I pray for today? And it's a wonderful community. And we're Emily and I are honored to to be a part of it and to have met you through through your amazing work for women's ministry. So we are honored that you have joined us today and we hope that you are able to come visit Columbus, Ohio again soon. I can't wait. Well, thank you and take care. Okay. Thanks, ladies. Bye. Well, our next segment here is um, my favorite part of the program and what we call the Sisterhood of the Saints. And we're going to feature a saint that we discussed in our book, The Friendship Project, St. Hildegard of Bingen, whose feast day is December 17th. And this this is an amazing woman. I mean, weren't you so inspired by reading her story, Emily? I have to admit, Michelle, you're the one who introduced me to her. And when we really unpacked her life, I have to say she truly is amazing. And she's not only just a saint, but being a doctor of the church, you know, being able to contribute in so many different ways to the fabric of a society and which was really broken and fragmented from um, the Middle Ages. So tell us a little bit about her, Michelle. Well, she was... She has a long list. Her bio is pretty amazing. A woman of leadership that lasts a lasting impact in society. She was an abbess, artist, 
author, composer, mystic, pharmacist, poet, preacher, and theologian. She even advised the Pope. I mean, that's pretty cool, right? I, I absolutely love that. And I think one of my favorite things about her was that she would actually preach the gospel in the square, you know, of, of these little villages, proclaiming the, the, the love of Jesus Christ. And that, if you want to talk about joyful momentum and building women's ministry, it really is about sharing truth with other people. So her, um, her bio is, is one that is inspiring to think of all of the areas of society that she impacted. And what we really thought was great about her story as well is we knew she had a very special friendship, a special mentorship. And actually both Elizabeth Tomlin and we wrote about this amazing friendship. She, When she was only eight years old, Hildegard was given to an anchoress who is blessed, a blessed now, blessed Utah. And so she was given to be raised by this woman who was living um, an aesthetic life of prayer. And she was raised by her, became a wonderful friend and mentor. And um, it was written that Hildegard spent so much time with Yuda that it allowed her to grow in her spiritual gifts. So this friendship, this mentorship of Blessed Yuda helped Hildegard grow to be an amazing disciple of Christ. I think that's a really great point. And it wasn't just that. I mean, we actually listened to some of her music that she composed. I remember when we were writing um, about her, you know, being able to hear her music, hear her understanding of chemistry and and, and plants and um, I felt like even medicine, but you know, the thing that was really beautiful is hearing about her mysticism and how her faith was so deep. And that's something that as women, you know, we should never be satisfied with just, um, where we're at in the faith life, but that we want to continue to grow and to see Christ, um, and love him in a new way. I love what Pope Benedict wrote about St. Hildegard. He said, she expressed the most noble values of womanhood. She calls us to look beyond the everyday, but to value it at the same time. She calls us to see that order in the world is a good thing, but it has to be reflective of virtuous order, a life lived rightly in community. And that's exactly what we're talking about today, like living life rightly in community with our with our sisters in Christ. And what a, what a gift this, this saint is to us. And um, I've been so honored to really to read her writings. We, you're able to, you know, look up. St. Hildegard's and, and get her books and, and read her phenomenal writings is why she is made a, a doctor of the church. Well, and, and one reason why we dive into these saints is to better understand that men and women, ordinary, religious, lay, you know, um, we're all we're all in this together to strive for holiness. Yep. So all called to be a saint. We're all called to be a saint. And, you know, um, St. Hildegard born was actually born in 1098. So we're not talking about a young chick. Yeah. We're talking about somebody that definitely um, lived in a different time, but we were, we're all still striving for those same virtues. So may she please pray for us. Yeah, absolutely. And we want to um, close out today's program with talking a few practical suggestions because that's what Emily and I, I do best. And, you know, if you're out there listening and thinking, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by this idea. How do I even start anything? And First of all, start small. You don't have to have a hundred women in your women's ministry to have something successful. It could be two or three women on a Zoom call, right? We want to start small, just but to do something, you know. And and this is important to do. We over the summer just did um, a prayer group over Zoom early in the morning. Find a time that works. Find some friends that works. It was very simple. We literally read the gospel reading and a reflection by Father Burke Masters, a priest. We have his blog. We would read that, discuss what that meant to us, and pray our intentions together. And 
It was great. You know, it really was great. And when you have a person in your life that you can share your faith and your journey with, you know, those are the people that give you advice. And earlier when we were talking about Elizabeth, you know, to be able to discern what God's will is, you know, is it's a beautiful gift to share with with people who are well formed. A great way to grow these friendships is to have an experience such as attending in a conference. As you mentioned, that online conference, you know, the friendships have been able to grow just even virtually or, you know, volunteering in a way. There's many churches that need a lot of help with cleaning and providing in so many different ways, especially the shut-in, calling someone, beginning just a phone friend in the middle of a pandemic. So women's ministry might not be what we once saw, but we can definitely pivot and impact lives maybe in a more significant way than before. Absolutely. Many people are lonely. So, you know, it's it's a gift to be able to reach out to different people. And they just sometimes need to be asked. I think that's that's the thing. Just a tap on the shoulder and encouragement and an ask is can go a long way in growing your women's ministry. Well, in one of my books, Michelle, I wrote, um, set goals for yourself, stick to these goals and make sure that the busyness doesn't prevent you from being fully alive. Get out of your yoga pants and go. And we did laugh about that when we were talking about this episode because sometimes we do. We need to transition into a very comfortable place and step out and realize that God wants to use all of our charisms. So this is a hopefully an opportunity for you and as a listener and to realize that we're just ordinary women who are willing to just step out and see what God had a plan for. Dream big for God. Dream big for God. Well, let's close in prayer. We have a beautiful prayer to St. Hildegard. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Hildegard, you were a woman who had a voice in the church at a time when many women had little power. Pray for all Christian women that they may look to you and other women saints for inspiration. Follow the example of Mary and take up their crosses after Christ. St. Hildegard, you were made doctor of the church for your many writings. Pray that we may continue to grow in our faith for love of God. St. Hildegard, your talents and gifts were many and various. Pray that we may use our particular gifts for the building up of the church. Amen. Amen. St. Hildegard, pray for us. Pray for us. Well, we thank you so much for listening to today's program. It's been an honor and a blessing to be with you here today on Inspired by Faith. We hope that this show has inspired you to take a step out in your faith and to be filled up, to be joyful and have that joyful momentum as we shared from our guest, Elizabeth Tomlin, today. So we ask Almighty God to bless each and every one of you, and we look forward to chatting with you next time. You have been listening to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm Michelle Fanley, and on behalf of myself and Emily Jaminette, we ask that God may bless you, and may you join us next time for our program. <music>